When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. For all hard rock, heavy metal bands needing worldwide exposure at affordable prices, online metal promo PR is taking bands from the underground to above ground. Visit their official website at onlinemetalpromo.net. Onlinemetalpromo.net. Rat Salad Review. Today we are here with drummer Rick. Am I going to pronounce this correctly? Sharon? 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 Uh, Sharon, basically, I guess. <laughs> it's actually shot. It's actually shot on when you say it in French. Oh, I had a feeling because you're from Canada, so I had a feeling it was going to yeah. be some kind of weird pronunciation. Think sales of Sharon from the Scorpions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know you hate the Scorps, but I'm just me, giving you me? some pointers here, Wayne. No, Wayne does. Oh, me. Oh, okay. <laughs> are you a fan of? I assume you're a fan of the Scorpions. Are you? Well, I'm. Like I liked all their old stuff, and now that Mickey D's in it, of course I'm a fan of the Scorpions. Oh yeah, yeah. Mickey D's seems like everyone else is too. Now that Mickey D's in the band. <laughs> well, he brings more life to the band. He brings life back to the band. Yeah. Oh, true. definitely. I agree with that. I mean, he was so awesome with Motorhead. I must have seen them four times so yeah yeah i can i can put halloween into this conversation lou you know how how halloween had mickey d play drums on the rabbit don't come easy album we're talking about necronomicon not about <laughs> halloween <laughs> uh, i have to i have to mention halloween at some point in every show. you're wearing the damn hoodie <laughs> Can you tell Rick's a fanboy, Wayne? Like, can you tell Wayne's a fanboy, Rick? <laughs> Take five. Yes, I own Halloween underwear and, and shoes and everything else. All right, move, moving along. <laughs> well, rock, welcome, Rick, uh, to the show. Thank you very much for joining us. Bienvenue. Welcome. How Thank are you, sir? Uh, well, I'm doing pretty good, actually. Uh, just getting a little bit, uh, how can you say, COVID. Uh, Fucked up, basically is the word. Sorry if I uh, if you're not allowed to swear on here. You're allowed. But um, yeah, I, are you recuperating from it? Oh no, no, I, I don't have it. It's um, basically, you know, I'm so tired of this whole thing because Canada's so anal in a way that they don't even want their people to leave without taking PCR tests and everything to come back. Right, right. And, and it's a pain in the rectum, you know. Right. So I, I would assume that you were for all those truckers that were just uh, going on there a few weeks um, Well, that was, uh, I don't really want to get too much into that, but I yeah. I, I understood they were trying to, to pull off when they came over to Ottawa and made their blockade. Yeah, yeah, but it turned in, after a while, turned into a three-ring three, three ring circus. Right. right. And, <laughs> everything uh, and so... After a while, I was like, okay, you're not here to protest what you came here to protest for. Now you're just protesting everything under the sun. Right, right. So, no, it's time for you guys to go. Yeah. yeah, the whole situation became one giant pain in the Trudeau. We understand. Anyway. Yeah, but... well, yeah the whole thing is <laughs> um, they came here for themselves, and I understood that. I was actually for it. But when every when everything else came into play, no, sorry. Yeah. Respected. I understand. Yeah, no, totally understandable. You know, I would be too, because you know, you're trying to fight for one thing and then somebody else comes and ruins it. So it's 
Yeah. Holy well, uh, besides talking about all that stuff, because like you, I am sick of this <laughs> pandemic too. I mean, we just, we just got rid of the masks for schools here. So, you know, my son's happy. Everybody seems to be happy. So hopefully we're on the right track now. I hope so too, because we're, we're getting rid of some of that stuff as well. Yeah. Finally. Yeah. <laughs> what are we saying, Lou? I was saying my daughter's three. She just cares that Peppa Pig is on. She doesn't <laughs> like wearing wearing masks. Like you know, okay, daddy, you know, so yeah. whatever. Yeah, <laughs> yep. So hopefully all that's straightened out, and then hopefully now you can go out and play some shows because uh, I was reading some interviews. Uh, I guess maybe recent. I don't know how recent they were, but uh, you uh, you haven't really played any shows for a while, right? No. Uh, the whole thing is uh, we made the uh, final chapter album, right. and. In Which is killer, by the way. Oh, thank you very much. And um, in 2019, we were supposed to practice. We were supposed to go out and play shows. 2019, 2020, right. and we got to Europe, and the whole sh- uh, within a few days of getting there and rehearsing to start playing the tour, the whole thing fell apart because wow. of COVID. Wow. So then we're Glenn and I, because Glenn lives in the states, we're stuck in uh, this down in Germany for about 10 days trying to get a flight back to Canada and, and the United States. But uh, yeah, we're looking forward to actually playing shows. Uh, Like it's, it's kind of hard when you're like uh, not in the same countries, like uh, there's three different countries involved in this band now, like there's Canada, the United States and Germany. So anytime we get together to do anything, it's like a, it's like a, a, a big festival or a party because you know like we haven't seen each other in such a long time <laughs> and we have fun to play the sh- uh, play the songs and but it's just a big letdown when something like this happened so oh, we're trying to play it safe because we we're supposed to do another and the tour was supposed to be postponed till uh, march april which was like this month mm-hmm. and but there's still a lot of stuff going around now what happened with the uh, the poor people in Ukraine right now. Yeah. Um, it, it's kind of like a blessing that we're not there right now because obviously everything would have got shut down again. Because yeah, there was a couple of places we were supposed to play a couple of places in, uh, in the Ukraine that's being bombed right now. Wow. Good thing you didn't go there. Yeah, so we pushed it back. Hopefully, September, mm-hmm. we'll, uh, if everything clears up and everything, we should be... Uh, doing uh the tour and we're also writing as uh, freddie the guitarist is already starting to write for the next album so hopefully we'll have something else in the works at the same time oh wow. very cool how did you get uh involved with necronomicon because you were the drummer for exciter too as well yes so, i was for so. 18 years yeah. yeah wow um i got involved with necronomicon because uh, i played i had my own band called dark ministry Okay. And we played a tour with Necronomicon in Europe. Uh, and when Freddie, heard, Freddie and Marco heard me play, they were like, uh, that's the drummer that they want. I'm like, oh, this is the guy we want in the band. And so they came over and kind of gingerly asked me uh, how, how I would feel about it. And I said, yeah, sure, no problem. Wow. Just and like <laughs> just like that. And then I flew down, did the, the recording of the drums, and... And then Glenn did all his stuff uh, right from his uh, house, as far as I know, uh, in the United States. Yeah. Like, uh, but it was a little bit harder for the drums because Freddie and Marco wanted to wanted me to be there, so I so they can basically tell me yes or no on certain parts. Right, right, right. So yeah. that's that was fine with me. Yeah. Now, if you had to do them from home, are you able to do that, or you have to go to a studio and? Well, I I had have to go to a studio, yeah, because uh, I don't have any electronic drums or anything like that. Like everybody has now, uh, like I still have all the acoustic stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, um, for put my monster kid in, uh, you know, on any kind of social media or anything like that or recording, and it's got triggers on it, it's not going to work. Right. So right. I have to go into the studio. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. And I've never used triggers before, so I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm a dr- I'm actually a drummer too, and I am so against triggers. I I mean yeah. I've, I've had to use them, you know, here and there, but uh, yeah, I'm against that. I've only used them once, and that's because they were set up on the drum kit that I was borrowing. Right, right. And but it kind of threw me off because I'm like, that's not my sound. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, that's why I don't you like know? it. I like the organic type stuff. So yeah. Did you ever play on an electronic kit? Uh, two or three times, and it's a totally different animal. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it's hard to get a feel on an electronic kit. Right. Right. Because you're, it feels like you're playing on practice pads. Right. Yeah. Yep, I, I can attest to that. I did a, uh, I was part of the uh, pit band for a uh, performance of Jesus Christ Superstar. Uh, you know, it was three dates of rehearsal, four dates of the show. And mm-hmm. they told the drummer, you have to use an electronic kit. And I'm like, this sounds like a really bad techno song. And, you know, just, <laughs> it, it did not sound right. It just didn't. Well, so you can get some drum, uh, electronic drum kits that you would not even tell the difference in sound. Right. It's just the way it feels and everything is completely different. It doesn't matter if it's uh, mesh on the, on the on the heads or anything. It just doesn't have the right feel to me anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially when you're used to, you know, an acoustic kit. It's completely different. So I yeah. totally understand. Even though I've, I've wanted one, but uh, I'd rather just stick to my own thing there. <laughs> well, I might buy one on the, like, soon just to, you know, give it a try here and there. Yeah. write my own stuff or whatever yeah yeah dude, it can't hurt right uh so i i said you were from exciter and you kind of gave me like a uh yeah i was in that band what happened <laughs> yeah i was in that band uh it, it was a great 18 years um but uh near the end it was kind of you know very a lot of tension right and i knew something was up that uh john was thinking of something and then he got into it with the the bass player and they had a really big falling out and so but I knew in in my head I knew the falling out was not the reason why the Exciter I was in fell apart Hmm. it's because John wanted to get back with the original band Uh, okay and that's what he did yeah and now, he, now for some reason, he left the band. I have no idea why. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm not. Um, I I know who Exciter is. I'm not a huge. I don't. I don't know all the albums and stuff like that. But I know the name and stuff like that. And actually, uh, one of our other co-hosts who is a huge fan of Exciter and actually a huge fan of uh, Necronomicon, he's not on the show tonight. So <laughs> and actually, uh, you're, to you're stuck with us. Sorry, Rick. You're stuck with nah, us. That's fine. <laughs> but no, I mean, like uh, Lou said, the, the uh, new uh, Necronomicon album is is awesome, and your drumming is awesome as well. Uh, oh, thank you. Uh, were you a fan of Necronomicon before you joined, or? Believe it or not, uh, I might have heard one or two songs before I did the tour with them uh, when I was in Dark Ministry. And then each night, every time I heard them, they were blowing me away because the songs were catchy. Um, they had, uh, there was hooks in them. Mm. You don't hear that very many, very often in bands anymore. Yeah, you know, like it doesn't matter if you have a, it doesn't matter if it's a thrash band or heavy metal band or they're, the hooks are all gone mm. but freddie for some reason has a way of making hooks in the song that captures uh that actually reels you in and holds you into that song and it's rememberable that way yeah yeah that's why and, I like the, and that's one and that's one thing that uh, impressed me and i was like yeah sure i'll, I'll be the band i'll be the drummer yeah. At first, I thought it was just like, you know, a recording project, but then I, you know, I'm actually a drummer. <laughs> <laughs> and you've actually been in a lot of other bands as well. Uh, name some of them because I, off the top of my head. Oh, I've been in many bands. Uh, some of them were local that uh, people didn't even hear about, like Distemper. Mm-hmm. Um, I was in a band uh, with Glenn called Mind Assassin. Okay. And I was in Exciter for 18 years, Infrared for not very long, maybe a couple of months or so. Um, but uh, any, anything that had any um, recording or anything was only Dark Ministry, Exciter, and Necronomicon mm-hmm. that, I, that I've been in. Yeah. Now, what got you into playing drums? Was that your parents into music too, or...? Uh, no, 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 no. Uh, my parents uh, didn't, didn't, well, my parents were mostly into like country and rock music. And uh, mm-hmm. what got me into drums was uh, Peter Chris. As soon as I heard him play and saw him play, 
Because my uncle was like, oh, I'll take you to a, a a Kiss show, but it you won't like it, man. Because like I was I was ten at the time, nineteen seventy seven, for the Love Gun tour. Oh, and he wow. goes, oh, you, he, dude, you won't like it because it's all love songs, man. You won't like it at all. And I got there and a pow, and I, I, that's it. You know, that's what I want to do. I wouldn't call Love Gun a love song, but okay. No, no, I, I know, well, you know, but the, it was the Love Gun tour. And then he was like, oh, yeah, all the songs in this band suck because they're all about love. Oh, okay. Well, boning, <laughs> yes, get, but not love. <laughs> when I when I got there, it was just like, okay, I'm looking at my uncle going, there's no way, man. What the hell is this? And he just sat there with a big smile on his face because I just wanted to see what your reaction was. <laughs> so oh, he lied. Mm. He lied to him. Yeah. He them in. <laughs> yeah, and that was my first show. And then I've been going to shows ever since, uh, like Triumph, uh, Motley Crue, you name it. I've, I've seen them. Yeah. Now, what do you think of the uh, the new Kiss without the original member? I mean, you still got uh, Gene and Paul there, but what do you think of the, as people like to call them, the scale of Kiss? And mind you, we think Eric Singer is a great drummer. I, I mean, Singer, the stuff he did, what, I mean, no, the stuff no. he did with Alice Cooper, the stuff he did with Sabbath, I love that stuff. Um, I have respect for what they're doing because they're being paid as me- musicians to do a job. Yeah. But the only thing I, um, and I know they probably don't have any choice about it, uh, but wearing Peter's and Ace's makeup and uniform and costume and everything, trying to impersonate them. No, that's, that's wrong. But I know that's Gene and Paul's doing, but musician wise, they're great. Yeah. You know, like, and I have respect for what the, how, what they've done and everything is, and I know why they're doing this. It's, it's a good payday. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I'm like, I'm sure if Wayne or I, not that it would ever happen, Wayne, but if we were asked to replace Tommy Thayer and Eric Singer, uh, we'd be like, where's the contract? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then Gene would probably say, oh, you're going to get uh, $200 a week uh, for the rest of your life. <laughs> and that's when I say, no, thank you. I'm not Vinny Vincent. Bye. <laughs> yeah, I don't believe that personally, but whatever. <laughs> yeah, I think Vinny Vincent got more than 200 bucks a, a week or whatever. <laughs> I think there's a lot Vinny Vincent's not telling us, but I digress. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Uh, God, we need to get him on the show too one day and <laughs> find what those uh, things uh, are. No, no, no. no. We no. don't need him on the show. <laughs> <laughs> that's if you can get him on the show. Yeah, no, we, we, that's all right. <laughs> we have a, a lot of issues with uh, with him, so we won't do that. Oh, my God. Um, so uh, I think it was three, maybe three years ago, uh, the guy that's not on the show, our co-host, he introduced me to Necronomicon, and, and right away I, I loved them. I, I never even heard of this band of Necronomicon before, so just hearing, I, not I forget which album it was, but um, just hearing Three years it, ago? Like, uh, probably maybe well, it was probably all around knowing him because he likes like you know a lot of their older stuff. So I don't mm-hmm. think it was something new around the three four year ago point you know the the rats eye review itself has been around since 2018 rick yeah. so it was around that time i guess so probably the invictus album maybe or uh i know it had the mascot yeah. on the front cover yeah. i think it was like mostly the mascot on the front cover it was like a black cover i, I don't remember what else okay i'd have uh, to see it again yeah i had to see it in my face but whatever <laughs> but uh yeah hearing it for the first time I, I really liked it i'm like where the hell was this band like because necronomicon's been around since the 80s like 83 83 83 very long time i'm like how did i never hear of this and then i did a search and seeing like all the problems that uh they had with a record label right do you know like yeah. the whole backstory of the band uh i know most of it um because Freddie told me most of it, uh, you know, kind of angrily, because yeah. it, it's still a sore spot. Um, well, yeah, because, you know, you're on a record deal and uh, they screw you over. Yeah. Uh, and especially it's a big record deal through Gamma. Yeah. And um, and then they had some other problems, too, like they, uh, a fire that destroyed all their equipment. Right. Yeah. And so the, and. Then they had a, a legal issue or something to try to get the music back from Gamma. Mm-hmm. And um, so that basically tore the band apart for a little while, for a few years anyway. And then they, they got back together and, uh, and just picked up the pieces and started over again. Yeah. So technically, it's like Exciter in a way, because Exciter goes 
up like this when we make an album and then takes four or five years between albums so everybody forgets about us and then we come back again you know so that that's basically what happened in necronomicon so and unlike at uh, all the other german bands that were playing at the same time as them because necronomicon should have been way at the top you know with uh, destruction and uh, creator and sodom you know they should have been way at the top there yeah but when all the problems didn't happen, they got left behind. Right. That's the way I'm seeing it. Yeah. And I know that feeling because it, it happened to me. Mm. Um, so now we're just trying to pick up the pieces. Uh, we got a new management, uh, split screen management, and they're really helping us out and talking to us every day about certain things and what, what the next is, uh, what, you know, plans ahead. And we're, so we're hoping that now that we have all these new pieces into the puzzle and that everything starts to fit into place and the band starts expanding again. Yeah, because yeah, it's almost like a, a third start almost in a way, right? Yeah. So yeah. Got you, you're a new member and I believe a guitar player. Yeah, Glenn, Glenn, uh, Glenn Shannon. Yeah, he's a new member as well. Yeah. Yeah, so hopefully this time it works out. Hopefully there's no more fires and, you know, the labels yeah, are good we, now. We cross our fingers like, uh, you know, when he, when Freddie made the uh, the last album, uh, when he came over and told us the title was the final chapter, we're like, uh, right. you know, Glenn and I were like, <laughs> okay, uh, is this like the end of the band after this album? Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he didn't really want to say anything. And it, just more of a, let's see what happens. Right. And then when we're starting to get all the reviews and everything, like we're getting amazing reviews off this album, like, and uh, Freddie's ecstatic yeah. and I'm very proud of it. And everybody in the band's proud of what, what the reviews are. So what's going on now is Freddie's like charged up again mm. and he wants to keep going. Yeah. And I'm happy that, that he's doing this. Yeah. So maybe in his mind, the final chapter wasn't, the final uh, final album for the band mm. it was a final chapter of beef like the past right and now mm. we're in a new chapter of the band yeah. yeah like a new beginning almost yeah 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 that definitely new faces sense. new faces new blood and let's go yeah it definitely makes sense because uh like, like what all the problems that you guys had it's you know you deserve to you know try to catch up to you know where those bands that you, like destruction creator and, and all those bands are get up you know back to there where they are now you know and i think you, yeah. really, you guys can definitely do it because this this new album is actually really really it's it's really good you know your drumming's awesome on it i love hearing all the you know the double bass work that you did on air and the guitar works awesome and and, and the vocals uh freddie's vocals are, are great too you know it reminds me a lot of destruction uh there's some like overkill stuff in there too as well and you know just that that german thrash metal sound you know and i love that stuff so Definitely, yeah, it like definitely has like that classic sound mm-hmm. and like that perfect combination of power and thrash. I loved it. Like there's a, on this album, there seems to be a song that everybody doesn't matter if you like thrash, power metal, heavy metal, or anything. There's a song on this album that that will please each each person. Yeah, and that's that's what I love about albums like that because. You know, not every song sounds the same, and you can identify yeah. each song from each other, and that's, that's yeah. what we need. So, and you kind of, you know, being fans of the genre, definitely, I think it comes out in your writing because you're writing as fans, and I could see how it attracts other fans. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, that's kind of what you want to do in this genre. You know, as as well as, of course, create something original and you know, maintaining a, uh, a level of uh, genuine, you know, um, genuine patterns of like, you know, your, your playing and who you are as people, but it definitely comes across like awesomely. So, yeah. Well, like Freddie said, like, well, I told Freddie, doesn't matter how anybody else plays in a band, your songwriting, your guitar playing and your vocals is memorable and they'll know that it's, that it's an economicon. Mm-hmm. And so like, I don't play the, 
the German thrash, you know, like ute, 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 kind of drumming. Mm-hmm. I'm always like a double bass kind of, and I, I like to play things with feel and everything. So when I played those songs, uh, you know, Freddie had it in his mind to play like the old thrash metal way, you know, like the like the Dave Lombardo style or whatever. Yeah. And um, but when he heard me play them, he he just like he looked over and he, he goes, "My hairs are up on my arm. I want that drumming." <laughs> okay so so that's what i did and it's like it, it's completely different it doesn't sound like the the typical german thrash but right. it still sounds like necronomicon yeah yeah no it, it works perfectly it's almost got like a not full-on power metal type sound with the keyboardy power metal stuff but like the uh, uh i don't even know just power metal without keyboards because uh, most yeah. power metal bands you know with the whole, double bass all the time so so it's kind of like that, but with a thrash edge to it, and then it's it, it fits perfectly. So it's got bite. Yes, thank you. Yeah, well, that's that's what it has. It has a lot of bite. Yeah. Like you know, you even my parents who don't like heavy metal went, "Oh, this is not a bad album. Who is it?" And I went, "It's me, dummy." <laughs> 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 Thanks, mom. Thanks, dad. <laughs> and they're like, "Really? That's you playing?" Yeah, that's me. <laughs> that's too funny. Did they take any interest in any of the bands that you've been in? Not really. No. no. Like my parents came to see me play when I was an exciter for, for like one of the shows that we played in Ottawa. Yeah. And my dad goes, I didn't hear a damn thing the whole night because it was so loud. The only thing I remember was thank you. Good night. And I was out of there. <laughs> oh dear God. <laughs> and I was like, Oh great. Thanks. Uh, great review, dad. Thanks a lot. <laughs> that's too funny uh so speaking of shows uh what's the what's your favorite show that you've played that i've played um oh there's a couple um sweden rock is a great place to play um vacan i played that i played that twice bang bang your head was a great festival treated us well Mm. and seventy thousand tons of metal Oh, how was that one? Because that's on the boat, right? Yeah. Yeah, that was actually that is something that if you've never been to, you have to experience. Mm. Um, two thousand fans on a boat. Yeah. Everybody has a backstage pass with forty bands playing. Wow. So, no matter where you are, you're in the you know like <laughs> uh, it, you could be walking to your room and you're like hello hi to everybody walking by and and it takes you like 15 20 minutes to get like five steps up to your room because everybody wants a picture or an autograph or whatever. Right, right. And then after that, you go into uh, one of the lounges to have a drink, and they're just sitting there, and now you're all friends. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, it's completely different. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty cool because that they also started doing uh wrestling ones too. Because uh, our wrestler that we where we both like, uh, Chris Jericho, he does a, a mm-hmm. wrestling cruise and then he also has bands perform as well on there too. So it's kind of cool to get this new type of tour type thing going on, you know, because it's it gives somebody it gives people something else to do besides just go to a concert hall for one night and then you're done, you know. Yeah, because you're basically you're on the boat for five days, yeah, yeah, so five so days. It's- of- so it starts at basically 10 a.m. to 4 a.m. Yeah. All music, all night, all day, and all night. Yeah. Wow. So it's it's a huge party. It's a it's a great boat. This at the end of the cruise though, when they slip that paper under your uh, door to say this is how much you drank and this is what you <laughs> owe us, that's that's a little bit of a little bit of yeah. hard, you know. Yeah. <laughs> That might hurt a little bit. <laughs> yeah, because you don't notice you're just signing away every time they bring you a drink or anything. Right. <laughs> so you're in my keep, room. Yeah, you're, you're not keeping tabs until you find out at the end. You're like, oh, shit. <laughs> you get the tab, then you pass it off to the guy you uh, split a room with. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, all the money you just made to play that show is gone now. <laughs> uh, yeah, you can. Yeah. You can, you can lose it all, pretty much. Yeah. And uh, you played Wacken. So how 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 was Wacken? Because that's that's a huge huge festival. Uh, it's it's very large. Um, it when you're on a stage in a on a big festival like that, you only see the first four rows of people in front of you. Right. 
that's wh that's what you can identify face-wise. And after that, it just gets blurred with sea of heads everywhere. Mm -hmm. And it, it, as soon as you walk on the stage, you know, you're all pumped up and then you just look at the crowd mm -hmm. and butterflies start up. Right. <laughs> I can imagine you know? a lot of people. So, like, I know my bass player at the time, like, he was a little bit nervous about going on the stage. And I went up and I kept my head down until the first song started going. Right. So I, I had to count it in, play it and count it in. And I, I looked up and then they saw everybody's hands go up and like, ah, here we go. And then I was like, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, it, it was quite nerve wracking. Um, it was an amazing experience, though. Uh, you get you get to see all the other bands and you get to meet like thousands of people. Like uh, we played the first one that we played was in front of seventy eight thousand people. Wow! And uh, I don't think I've played anything bigger than that since. So oh really? Yeah. Yeah, I can imagine that's that's gonna be insane to play that thing. It is, yeah. and especially when you start hearing them sing along with the oh, that, that makes it even the band. Yeah, and yeah it, it's it's a trip yeah. basically it, it really gets you all hyped up I was say, and then you come a big adrenaline rush when it's yeah and then you come home and you have to do the dishes you know or clean out the cat litter <laughs> something like that hey, you were cool for that one day you know yeah <laughs> and pull the plug up right back down to normal and go back to this all right <laughs> go back to work your boss tells you oh yeah pick up that do this yeah yeah, but hey, at least you can say you've been there and done that. You know, not too many oh, yeah. people are that lucky to to play in front of that many people. That's just insane. Yeah, it, it's you know, and I'm hoping that we with Necronomicon and the new album and everything else that's coming out, I hope that we get to that point again with yeah. our you know, I'm split screen helping us out. I'm really hoping that this happens, and hopefully we get more bigger shows. Yeah. You know? Yeah, maybe you get uh, on the next Wacken show if that ever or Vacken. How am I from pronouncing that? Probably wrong, right? Uh, it's pronounced Vacken. Vacken. It's it's Vacken. Vacken. Yeah, uh, yeah. So As I don't know. What, yeah, we, they always pronounce V W's as V's. Uh, yeah. I don't know if they're doing that this year or not. I, I don't know. I don't know. I just see a few things on Instagram. I see things about seventy thousand tons of metal as well, but I don't see anything saying that they're actually going this yeah. year or not. Yeah. So, so happens. but you see a lot of the big bands they're not starting to a lot of them have stopped and not starting to tour until 2023 now right yeah so like uh, is there something that i'm not in the loop about what's going on yeah it's weird because a lot of shows are already booked and then like, yeah. The and then all weeks, of, yeah and then all of a sudden it just started going to 20 uh this is canceled this is canceled going to 2023 it's like well, what's happening here yeah it's really strange and especially now like like we talked earlier with the russia thing and God knows what's going to happen with that. So uh, who knows? I don't know. The world's yeah, so it's sad because if you ever meet the, if you ever met the Ukrainian people, they're actually very nice people. Yeah. And to see this happening to them, it's not, it's not cool. Yeah, you know. No. No, I, we were just watching it on the news before, and they got all the, you know, the, the sick people in, from the hospitals, all the babes and everything. They're all, you know, in the basement in the hospital. It's just like, you know, it's terrible. And they, they don't really know what's going on up there, you know. And no. To see, they got to deal with that crap. It's just insane. Yeah, families being pulled apart because the, the the males cannot leave the country. They have to be there to fight. Right. That's it's so, messed up. Yes, yeah. I, I see you unmuted yourself. That's all. Oh, nothing, just in case I wanted to interject, but I wanted Rick to finish. That's okay. Go ahead. Well, I'm done. <laughs> Go ahead. No, no, I just like, you know, a friend of mine who is of Ukrainian descent told me that, uh, you know, she at least got in touch with family members of hers that are still there. Mm. They unfortunately bombed the airport from in the town that she was born in, but her family is safe, <laughs> but they've had to, uh, go into um fallout shelters so i know that right now she's uh involved in a charity um in a in a town near me in lindenhurst new york there's a ukrainian church there that's actually taking donations for like underwear and socks and food mm -hmm. and things like that for the troops so if there's a ukrainian um church by you that accepts uh any donations or gifts hit them up see what you could do to uh 
help the people of Ukraine. You know, just just think of the kids. That's all I'm, that's yeah. all I'm saying. Yeah. It's not only the kids. I think of everybody. Yeah. Like, yeah. like, look at how brave the you gotta admire their presence. He's he's out there in the front lines. He puts all leaders to shame. So yeah, many leaders like, say, "I'm right I, there I'm with so, you." He's right there with them. Yeah, you know, like he he, he was a comedian. Nobody took him seriously, right. and look what he's doing now. Yeah. Like, come on, man, you you gotta have it. I'm sorry, it doesn't matter if he gets killed. He's gonna be a martyr. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like this this guy is something else. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so hopefully, uh, you know, our leader learns something from that guy as well. So your leader. <laughs> we pray, Rick. We pray. Our leader. I see. I see you have a cross behind you, so we we pray. Yeah, I got a cross behind me because this house is haunted. <laughs> is it really? So is our country. Yeah, yeah, oh. yeah. It is. Do tell. Oh no, there's there's a lot of things that go on in this house like noises and uh if you turn off the tv and, and just look at the black screen you can actually see shadows walk behind you and there's nobody there really? and, oh yeah my cats freak out they just stare at walls and everything and <laughs> run away from rooms or something won't go into a certain room until i go in uh, yeah there's I mean, I, I'm just like, well, as long as it doesn't bother us, right, right, right. you know, whatever. Yeah. Like, if it hurts any of my kids, I will, that's it, for, you know, time to get an exorcist. But right up to now, whatever. You know, <laughs> play, it, play, yes. it plays jokes on us, you know, hides the keys and stuff like that. And oh, that's, that's cool. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's right, you know, ghosts. Don't make him go into daddy tiger mode. Right. <laughs> you know, and you'll be sleeping and you'll be sleeping and you hear like it knocks on the, on the wall. Like, and he's like, okay, yeah, okay, it's two o'clock in the morning, shut up, you know. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny you bring up a knock. The other morning I was sleeping, it was like seven o'clock in the morning. I, I was half awake, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden I hear four knocks on my side wall of my room. In the side wall, there's just like outside, but there's, you can't walk to it because it's a huge drop from the, the ground. So mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't know what it was, but you know, sometimes I hear things here too, but I, I still have no idea what those four knocks were. It didn't scare me because I'm used to it. Uh, for some reason, I, yeah, like I, I want to be like a, an investigator of that stuff as well. Okay. So, yeah, 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 yeah. I always wanted to hear because actually, where I'm living is my grandfather's old house or my grandparents' old house. And oh, okay, uh, he was a, a prankster. So, anything that would happen here, I would think it's just him, you know, trying to, you know, prank us or something because that's just how he is. So, well, there's two two entities in this house because there's one that's a, a child, right? Because uh, you can see him, he only comes up to about my chest. Oh, you know, yeah, like a dark figure walk by. But there's another one that's taller than the door that you see behind me. Wow, like he looks into a room and dark, and my my boys uh, told me about that. Mm. And I said, "Okay, keep your doors closed from now on to see if, if what happens." Well, they've done that and uh, has bothered them since. Wow. But something else is in this house, and I'm like, "Okay, that one there. If it causes any issues, there's going to be a problem." <laughs> yeah, did you ever bring any spirit boxes in the house to see if they could hear any yeah. voices or anything? Yeah, nothing, uh, yeah. nothing came out of it, but uh, there. Those come on showing that there's something in the room or whatever. Right, right, right. But I didn't hear any, like, I can't hear a damn thing when I watch those shows anyway. When you hear, rah, rah, and they're like, did you hear that? It said right. Michael. <laughs> I didn't hear that. <laughs> yeah. Are you a fan of Ghost Adventures? I love Ghost Adventures. Yeah, I like all those things. I'm watching a lot of stuff on YouTube. Right. And it's... It, and I keep telling the boys, okay, we're going to head out on our right, and we're just going to go out there and be uh, uh, ghost adventurers. And uh, I go, I know you two guys, being so scared, we'll, we'll look like the Scooby-Doo yeah. show. You know, we'll walk in, and <laughs> as soon as you hear, oh, yeah, there's a ghost here. Okay, thanks for sharing, and thanks for subscribing, and hit the bell, and we're out of here. <laughs> you haven't even done anything yet, <laughs> you know? <laughs> oh, that's too funny. But, yeah, that's that's crazy. I did not know you were a fan of those ghost adventure shows, Wayne. No, and I saw you. I, I apparently you aren't. 
because I saw your face after I said that. I, I, I'm not <laughs> a fan of any reality shows. I was production manager on a pilot once for a reality show. And uh, yeah, that, let me just say this. When they gave me the script, I knew it wasn't a reality show. That's all of I'm course, saying. Of course. I'm just skeptical about that stuff. I tell my wife that all the time. She watches, that's all she ever watches is reality shows. And it's all just fake. I tell her it's all, you know. all they do is they give you a script and they're like, okay, so these are the points that we want you to say. Everything else is improvisational. Yeah. So I'm like, so you're not recording drama, you're recording people <laughs> acting in dramatic situations to cause drama. Yeah. Mm. so yeah nah not for me <laughs> just... i like the i like the ghost shows the ghost shows are cool whether they're fake or not i don't care i, I still enjoy that stuff i like the show sex brought me to the er that's a funny show <laughs> <laughs> i haven't watched that one i think i've seen one of those and i was like no not anymore no <laughs> they actually filmed them in canada rick so <laughs> yeah i know right? like, no you never been a part of one of those episodes no, there's no, yeah, no no he was not on it i can promise <laughs> no. you that no, there was no time for a search party anyway. There's always hope. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you're already working on uh, or starting to work on the next uh, Necronomicon album. Um, did they give you any samples? Like, are you putting drums to anything yet? Or how's that working? Nope. Uh, Freddie is quite, he is the kind of person that's very, very quiet about and secretive about his stuff. So he will write all the stuff down. And when it's ready in his head you know like he's got it all down the parts and everything then he'll present it to me <laughs> like or he'll ask me to come down to germany and uh, do the drums without even hearing the songs that's what happened oh, nice. for uh, for the other album yeah. uh, i i went up there and played the songs sight unseen right. you know and i was there for a few days just to do that so wow. uh, he, this... it, it's like he, he wants your input but he doesn't. Um, he doesn't want to have compromise. He, he'll compromise to make the song sound better. But if he has an idea, he doesn't want to compromise the idea. Right, right, right. And w- which is highly, you know, respectable and everything. So he he's the songwriter. We let him do the songwriting, and then he presents it to the band and goes, "Here's my idea." And then I go in and do the drum parts, and then he puts everything over top. Oh, very interesting then. <laughs> I was gonna say because does he let you do any like improv improv improvs to his uh, what he writes? But uh, yeah. well, yeah, I can. I have everything that uh, that I play on there. I can do whatever I want. Mm. I have my own saying. That, yeah, but came it, up with, yeah. yeah, here here's the guitar parts, and here here's the, the changes, and uh, you know, like uh, here's the main riff, chorus, bridge, and end, and it's like. Okay, and I hear the song, listen to it once or twice, and then I go in and, uh, okay, have an idea on the drum, start recording. Yeah. And we'll and either do it the first or second take. Right. You know? Yeah. Well, that sounds fun. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, it'd be better, it'd be nicer if I had the songs for a longer time, then I can actually yeah. plan things yeah, out. Yeah, that's, that's kind of weird to me, because, yeah, you can plan it when, you, when you're home, and then when you get there, you know, you can show them what you got or whatever and yeah work from there but yeah. but uh you know it's an on the spot thing and you know it, it actually shows you okay let's see how creative you are yeah yeah i guess so yeah, so you know uh, i i did my parts and i was glad that it turned out as good as it did yeah. because you know there was a couple of times i'm going I, I don't even know where i am in the song right now am i still <laughs> going in this part okay yeah okay <laughs> Like the four yeah, words you can expect talks. from every knucklehead. You'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah. Just worse. follow me. Follow me, boys. <laughs> it, could be, it could be worse. He could set up a click track and you just play that with no music behind it. <laughs> uh, he had, he did have God, a click track. He did have a click track on the things. And yeah. I told him to turn it off because I was laughing too hard because it sounded like bells, cowbells. And I started in yeah. and I was like, I'll turn it off because I'm <laughs> laughing too hard. I can't, yeah. I can't play the drums. So this is going to drive me nuts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And instead uh, what I had him do is play the song really loud on big PA uh, speakers. Okay. And they closely mic the drums and everything. And that's how I played it. Oh, wow. Because I could not, um, 
when I have headphones on in this, I have a hard time getting into the music and playing, mm-hmm. even in the studio. Right. So I have to hear it loud. I have to have an amp, an amp beside me or something so I can feel it. Right. Well, that's even in the, even in the studio, if I have headphones on, mm-hmm. if I have a bass amp or a guitar amp beside, so I can feel the the compressions of the of the speakers, mm-hmm. then I can feel the music better. Well, that's interesting. I've never heard anybody ever do that before. Yeah, that's just the way I am. I can't stand click tracks because I got a built-in click track in my head. You know, I got a built-in metronome. So to me, even when I'm hearing the click, it's like, okay, there's something wrong with the click track because it seems to be off by a millisecond here or there. Thank you. Yes, I, and it I drives me. It drives me absolutely crazy. <laughs> yes, because I'm like, I can play this song. Why can't I play it now? What the hell is going on? And I'm playing to the click track, and I'm off somewhere. How the hell is that happening? I'm playing exactly with this plan and i'm like no no, yeah, no it, they're I, always seeing it and everybody even engineers goes no 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 it's always it's always there it's always you no know, off by a millisecond or something i can feel it i know it's not right right yeah yeah so i apparently you're not used to the click tracks then and i'm glad no. you know because uh i'm the same way yeah click tracks no no <laughs> Did you think, do you think the old drummers used to play with the no. to a click track of course yeah no no, because because uh, me and him, uh, me and uh, Lou will do cover songs once in a while, and some the guy that we have that mixes our songs that when we do them, uh, he'll put them to a click track or whatever because you know some things need to be cleaned up a little bit here and there. And, Quantizing uh, is one thing, but I mean, it's... right? Yeah, but uh, you can tell, like you know, you try to match up with the original song, and it's it's off, you know, like these little certain spots, and you know that's why because you know you don't use the click track. The human factor is gone when you have a click track. Right. Yep. Yeah, but I, you know, I try to get used to it because, you know, there are times where it is good to use it, but, uh, well, it's it's good for the, the guy who's mixing and, and producing and all that stuff, but trying to do it, it's just, uh, it, it's just weird. It's a weird feeling. Yeah, it is a weird feeling because even if I want to try like an offbeat, sometimes the click track will throw me off Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, I'm, because I'm doing an offbeat. Yeah. Because I'm doing the, the offbeat on here and then I hear a click between and, and that throws me off no, <laughs> no, no. well i'm glad i'm not the only one <laughs> uh anything else that's gonna you know, kudos to drummers that can do it man but i, I can't you know i'm 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 very old school yeah. so you know i've played with drummers who um don't need click tracks who just have naturally good time wayne you being one of them and i can i am not please give yourself a little bit more credit right, i'll take your word for it but i'm not you know, so it, but I've also played with drummers where it's like, you know, they're just all over the place. I mean, you tell them to play, um, you know, hang on Sloopy. And then all of a sudden it's like they're playing Phantom Lord from Metallica. It's like, no, you're, you're, it's, it's like, how do you go from hang on Sloopy to like, it's like, I'm telling you, I know people like that. So it really brings my heart much joy to hear that you are a, you have time. Because I think that's something that drummers need, Rick. Thank you. Because it shows there's definitely a natural, um, there's a not, not natural progression, but I mean, there's a there's a natural sense flow. of feel and time to your playing mm-hmm. and, a, and a flow. Yes, exactly. So thank you for that. Hmm. Thanks for noticing. Uh, when I was an exciter, like the f- five albums I played on, there was no tr- click tracks whatsoever. You're looking at the click track. You know? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, because that's. And I, I would imagine I had you to, recorded. I, I, had, I had to keep John in time because he had the worst timing known to mankind. Like, <laughs> hey, I would imagine you had to record your drums first anyway, right? Usually, it's pretty much, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, well would you guys played, scratch track them first and then lay over the? Uh... Uh, with with the Exciter, I they were only recording the drums, but John was next to me playing the guitar mm. in the room. Okay. Know, but I, I well he was playing with me his guitar was in another room and I was hearing it through the headphones uh, but I could feel the guitar vibration through the wind, through the wall because they put it right against the wall for me yeah. but um, yeah uh, they weren't recording him it was just the drums at first right. and and then there was only like a key like they might have recorded only uh, a key two second riff of each song 
So John would know, okay, this is for this song and this is for that song. Mm. Yeah, so as long as you had a guide of something. Yeah, for the song. yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I had to do that once. Actually, what, what like the, the first the first album I was in Exciter, uh, Dark Command, I, uh, I did it all in one night. Oh, wow. Yeah, because that's all that's all the time that the studio gave us yeah. we were supposed to have three days and no nope, sorry can you do it all in one night because uh, i have somebody bigger coming in okay <laughs> so here we go <laughs> uh, it's always yeah i remember one of my old bands when we did our first album uh you know they did this most of the songs on click track except for one because it was like a 13 minute song and they just could not get the click track right so that one i played completely live and the bass player played with me and it was fun <clears throat> And you can't tell that it's not, you know, completely in time because all the guitars play it all at the right time. So we made it work. Well, well they think they do sometimes. Yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> just, and that guitar player I had, <laughs> terrible. That's why I make sure I listen as a guitar player. I listen. Yes, that's what I will say about you. You at least listen to what the other instruments are doing, so. Mm-hmm. Not all about and I, I'm, I'm harder on myself than I am on them, so. Yeah, and I'm I'm just looking uh, forward to getting back and actually playing shows with Necronomicon. Like we're so eager, it's not funny right now. Uh, we're talking to each other almost daily, and always going, "Man, this sucks. We want to, you know, we have to play a show. We have to play this. We have to do that." And we're like, "Yeah, I know. We have to get this done. Uh, like we, somehow this has to open up so we can play, because you know, two years." of not doing anything you know it makes you want to do anything after a while right right you know you're gonna get into like a slump kind of thing then yeah because you know uh, like i I live in canada you know glenn lives in the states uh freddie and marco live in germany um i don't know about the rest of the guys but when i go to the rehearsal hall my like i have a warehouse for my band or for my drums anyway uh, because i don't have a band right now uh, besides necronomicon but I'm going there twice a week by myself. And sometimes I get there and I'm just not motivated to do anything. And it's like, okay. Uh, but sometimes I'm there for like five, six hours just drumming away. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's what's the fun thing about being in a band and being together because it gives you motivation to do stuff, you know? Yeah. You need the, uh, like, I just can't wait to get back with the guys so we can have that human contact again. And, you know, like, uh, it's it's fine when you hear the album and everything like that when you get into the to the rehearsal hall and you start playing the songs that's when the big smiles come on your faces because it's like okay this is it like right, let's right, go right. yeah you no know? yeah. well hopefully this year at some point we can as long as everything stays normal and uh gets back on track, yeah we can, we can make that happen as long as, as long as everything stays normal like as long as putin doesn't uh do anything worse or he maybe or, should send him a know. copy of the Necronomicon album and he'll change his mind. I don't know about that. <laughs> if I sent if I sent, uh, sent it to Biden, I'd probably have make him have a heart attack for freak's sake. <laughs> Biden forget it, Biden. He'd poop his pants before he put the first song on. <laughs> See, that's what I'm worried. That's what I'm worried about. You know, like uh Biden go over and saying saying the wrong thing to Putin and then uh, oops, there we go. <laughs> yeah, we might be already in that situation now. Yeah. Yesterday's show. Oh god. <laughs> All right. Well way to bring the conversation to a downer, Wayne. <laughs> but, uh, I'm good at doing that, Lou. You know that. Yep, Debbie Downer. Anyway. <laughs> That's what I'm here for. Uh, yeah, so like I'm the happy one. If anybody wants to see or hear the album, we're on YouTube. We have our websites. Uh, we have a couple of videos on YouTube. Okay. And uh, they're, they're, they're lyric videos. They're not okay. like they don't show the band, but, the, but they're really well done. Yeah. And um, everybody that's watched them have great reviews for everything. And everybody's heard the album. Like We're ecstatic at the reviews that we're getting from the album. Yeah. and uh we're looking forward to working closely with split screen and uh it they seem to be very nice people and they're always talking to us every day yeah. you know unless uh, uh, there's something something not uh that there's no actual news they've talked to us every day about something yeah yeah 
Yeah, I was talking to actually Taj is the one that set this interview up. So mm-hmm. it seems to be a very good company. I always get emails from her from her too, from uh, bands looking for reviews and stuff like that. So they're very uh, up to you know up to par with everything that they do there so yeah it seems like they're working very hard for everybody that's on their label or on their roster and you know like we're happy like tony Dillon was the one that got me and tarja in, in in touch with each other so and that's what made this happen yeah. and i'm really happy for it so hopefully everything works out we get the shows going and uh we get that new the next album worked on and mm-hmm. uh, so as you got this album out, the final chapter, hope you get some more really good reviews and hopefully everybody goes out there and listens to what's on Amazon and iTunes and Spotify and, and everywhere. So And uh, just a heads up, people, do not confuse them for the death metal band ne- yes. Necronomicon, okay? Which yeah, we're not the Canadian one. <laughs> we're not the Canadian one, which uh, they're only about a, an hour and a half away from me here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you, the, this, this Necronomicon is the one with the cool looking logo. This isn't the one that looks like a bunch of stick figures. <laughs> I'm trying to pull it up, but I, I can't write it fast enough. But yeah, look for the cool it's looking. True, it's, it's true German thrash. Yeah. And it's been around since 1983. So you can't get any. You can't. And, a badass Canadian drummer. Yeah. Well, thank you very much. Okay. Uh, where can people go to find Necronomicon, the website? Um, we have, uh, geez, you know what? I didn't write it down. I know it's at necronomicon.de for our, for our website. And you can also go to, uh, Facebook. Uh, they, I don't, ha- I don't personally have a Facebook. So I know I couldn't find you on him. Like, come yeah, on. Yeah. No, no. They He's smart. Me that a long time ago. And that don't was fine me. with me. Don't they, me. Yeah. So uh, I only have messenger. I don't need Facebook. Um, t- human food uh, photos anyway on it's like baseline huh? you don't like bathroom um, pics come on no 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 i don't like that. i only use i only use social media for band promotion anyway or self promotion of what i'm doing uh band wise so uh i find that uh i didn't need I didn't need facebook anymore anyway because yeah uh so yeah uh i know they have their website i know they have uh split screen has all the information on their website as well and they made a big announcement for us we have i don't know if the band has an instagram but i do have one um and i know glenn has i think he has facebook and uh instagram uh, but I don't know his actual credentials to get down to them because people find not really. I'm not really a uh, techie or some way that's always on social media or anything like that. So I don't know. Um, I'd rather just sit there and watch TV or or play music. Yeah. And so uh, when somebody asks me, "Oh, are you on Facebook? Are you on WhatsApp? Or what's it?" what's that you know like when i found out uh when i found out uh, for the zoom call i'm like what the hell is zoom you know like <laughs> and so i had to ask my son like what the fuck is zoom you know and he goes oh, oh it's a meeting platform just like what you do at work you know with teams i'm like okay yeah, <laughs> yeah i didn't know what it was a couple of years ago either so it's only to me a little bit too so he goes, well, you have to you have to make a profile first before you can log in. Yeah. What? Yeah. Uh, it's all he walked me through it. <laughs> yeah. We got it all figured out, and we got to have you on the show, and I had a lot of fun. Same here. And uh, like we said, the new Necronomicon album is is awesome. So everybody needs to go check that out. And you did some awesome drumming on it, and I really appreciate you coming on the show. I had a lot of fun. Yes, thank you very much. All right. All right. Thank you. All right, and uh, everybody, go to ratsaddlereview.com and music is lifepodcast.com and we will see you next week and hit that subscribe button i always forget to say that but hit that subscribe button. and smash that like button yeah smash the like button smash it hard all right everybody see you later cheers bye, bye.
Looking for some new podcasts to listen to? Well, look no further than the Ratsaw Review Network. Ratsaw Review is taking over the podcast world with plenty of shows to choose from within their network of entertaining programming, including the flagship show Ratsaw Review with Wayne Noon, Greg Noggle, and Lou Mavs, as well as occasional co-hosts Manny Mejias and James Lilquist. We also have the official Ratsaw Review spinoffs, such as Album vs. Album, Screams from the Grave, where we discuss beloved yet forgotten hard rock and metal albums of the past, and a King Diamond podcast called This Broadcast Belongs to Them. We've also got Old Man Metal's Musings, The Right Opinion with Harrison Bergeron, Beyond Bushido, a podcast dedicated to pro wrestling and MMA with James Elquist and Eric Adams. No relation to the guy from Manowar or the mayor of New York City. The Vieira Vault with Ralph Vieira. Schmackamagab! Schmackamagab to you too, Ralph. The Timo Tolki podcast featuring Stradivarius and Avalon founding member Timo Tolki. The BS Sessions with Mark and Jerry. Just the cheese, please. A podcast dedicated to cheesy films of the 1980s with Tara J and Adam. The Friday Night Party with the great Harry Barnett and Evie. And the Music is Live podcast with Lou Mavs. The Ratsaw Review Network is your go-to one-stop shop for the best podcasts out there today. Go to RatsawReview.com for more info. And to find out where you can find, follow, subscribe, and comment on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, and all streaming platforms. The Ratsaw Review Network. We're We're taking over. over. Grrrr.